to the Four Star Sports Show. Uh, I am one of the four hosts, Wes Pruitt, Jonathan Sturdivant's down there, Christian Johnston, and we've got a very special guest. I will let John Sturdivant be the one to do the introduction. Go right ahead, John. Well, as a close friend of mine named uh, Marvis Davis, he is the head coach at Lausanne Collegiate School. He's been there six years, and uh, he's been also at Germantown here locally as well in his background. Coach Davis, welcome to the show, and uh, thank you for what you do for the city of Memphis regarding high school hoops, first of all. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I, I'm excited to be on and looking forward to, uh, you know, future in, endeavors for sure. Uh, Coach Davis, can you I talk about my first question? Go ahead, and, sorry. Go ahead John. Go ahead, John. Uh, no, I was going to say, I, I'm go really, ahead, go ahead. I'm just really curious. Um, we spoke with uh, the head coach, uh, Kevin Castro, of the football program uh, there at Lausanne as well. Um, he spoke about uh, some some scheduling difficulties on the football side. Uh, have you ran into that thus far uh, this basketball season? And uh, what is what is a way that you are uh, trying to, I mean, as best as you can prevent that? So, so that's a great question. Um, and yes, to answer your question, we we have um, what well, we well, it's a funny situation. Because at Lausanne, we uh, up until probably last week, we got quarantined two or three times, but we didn't have any positive cases at all on the basketball court. Uh, wow. So, so it was it it has been kind of a nightmare. Um, the first time, you know, obviously what happened with football was unfortunate. They were on their way to Lipscomb and got hit with a positive case, <clears throat> and so. That pretty much what we decided to do at that point was just shut down all of our sports, kind of completely um, shut down athletics a little bit, let it die down. So we were in the process of starting our preseason. Um, and, you know, we had the basketball only guys in there working out, but we 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 stopped and we shut down because of that. Um, and it was the right it was the right decision, you know, but we did. Then we come back um, and then Shelby County put out the, the mandates. Uh, well, not the mandate, I'm sorry, the recommendation up until December 18th, just to kind of fall back, you know, with everything that, that happened with Thanksgiving. Um, and they just, and so Lausanne, obviously we're a high institution um, as far as academic and our first priority was to make sure that we kept the schools open. Um, so, you know, our, our headmaster decided that he wanted to take a step back again. And so we stopped progress again for approximately seven to 10 days. Um, and then we had what was a soft opening and we came back and um, we and we opened back up and we slowly but surely have got to the point where we're at now. Um, and so with that being said, all of our preseason stuff, all of our games that we had, we didn't play um, any games until last Tuesday was our was our very first game. So yeah, so that, that's what kind of happened with that. Go ahead, John. You know, Coach Davis, can you just uh, talk about first your coaching career at Germantown High School? Yeah, sure. So I started off at Germantown God, about almost 11 years ago now. I was at I was there for five years, and then I was at I've been at Lausanne for you know six years. Um, and when I first got to Germantown, I just really wanted to make sure we kept all of the Germantown kids 
in Germantown schools. I felt like if we could do that, we can have strong, successful programs. My very first year, um, the year before I got there, they had won 10 games. Um, the, my very first year, we won 17 and we made it to the region. Um, and so that was, you know, a big accomplishment and we were able to make it. My second year, my second year, we, we turned it around. We had a really, really talented sophomore class, um, you know, but they were young. And, and we, they, uh, we worked our tails off, start buying in the weight room, changing the culture. And our very, in my second year over there, we completely turned the program around. I don't know if you guys would remember, but um, when White Station had the number one team in the, in the state uh, with LaRon Black, Chris Kiosa, and all those guys that year, um, they had four mm -hmm. of Division One. They were the, 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 the number one favorite to go ahead and win a state championship, honestly. And we made it to the region. We ended up knocking them off, and we beat them. We were one game away from, from state, and that was the year that Southwind won state. Um, and Southwind beat us at the buzzer. So, I mean, we were right there and, um, you know, had an opportunity to go to state. Um, then after that, you know, it was kind of kind of history's been in the making, man. I mean, we went from, from there to having one of the best teams in the country. We were top 25 in the country that following year. Um, we had a really talented group of, of guys that have been playing together for a long time. Um, everybody obviously remembers Daryl Brown, who was a superstar that went on to uh, Bradley and took them to the um, NCAA tournament, went, went in the league twice. He was, uh, but we had, he was, he was one of the top players that played that league. But um, we also had a bunch of other guys that played with him um, ever since middle school. Um, guys like Rodney Williams, who went on to play Division One football, Jacob Ivey, um, Michael Bamrick. We had a bunch of guys, Dakota Stone, Jonathan Benz, who went on to play for University of Memphis. Um, and so we, that group of kids right there went on. We were a top 25 team in the country. Um, and it was their junior year. And then, unfortunately, um, um, that's when Coach White decided he was going to leave and pursue a college job. Uh, when he did that, Lausanne had called and um, and um, going there went through the full process and I was going back and forth on how do I make this decision because you know I'm a big family guy I always preach family and I and, and I've been talking to those kids uh, about being a family and then now here it is we're top 25 in the country going into their senior year and so I had to make a decision for my family and then I moved on and came to Lausanne. Um, and, you know, it was the right move. It was just the timing was just terrible uh, because since what we've been able to do at Lausanne now, is, you know, it's been epic. Yeah. You know, Lausanne's got a history regarding some NBA basketball players and Mark Gasol and Cameron Payne. And uh, can you talk about the Lausanne history of Lausanne basketball as a whole? Yeah, so, I mean, that the culture was so strong. Um, you know, when I went over there, Lausanne was, it, you know, it was and still is a basketball school. Um, academics, you know, and I told our headmaster this, our academic program is through the roof. You know, we're one, number one in college placement in Shelby County. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're um, averaging right around 27, 28 on the ACT. I mean, the, academically, it's, it's proven as one of the strongest, you know, places that you would want to send your kids. And so I told my headmaster, my job was to try to bring the basketball program 
up to the level that our academics were, you know, and and it, it already had a strong history tradition. Obviously, everyone knows that Mark Gasol went to school there. Um, then Cameron Payne, um, you know, took on the legacy and he ended up going there. And then a lot of people forget Scal Labissier graduated from La Lausanne as well. Right. Um, yep. So we start thinking about those. For some reason, I thought uh, Mark Gasol was from Spain. Well, he was born uh, he, in Spain. He was, yeah. but he moved to Memphis. When Powell was playing for the Grizzlies, oh. Mark was oh. in Memphis playing right. high school ball. Right, yeah, he played. He played at, yeah, that's exactly what happened. When Powell um, came and he was at, and he was playing for Memphis, uh, Mark was there um, at Lausanne, and he was there, played there for three years before he went and turned pro and went back to Spain. Um, and so, you know, the, the tradition was there. It's a strong traditional program. Um, they had won their first state championship before I got there. Um, and, and so, you know, I came in wanting to, you know, try to do my part to try to take the program to the next level, um, you know, and try to get us, you know, nationally known as best we possibly can. And, um, and we've, we've done that. Um, the five years, the five full seasons that I've been there, um, thank God we have won our league every single year. Um, which is which is unheard of. We won three out of five regional championships, which is unheard of. Wow! And, wow! And we and we've been to state four out of five times, um, which is unheard of. The only team that came close close, close to doing that was East when they went on their crazy run, winning you know three in a row. You know, I mean that's that's tough to to do. But we've been we've been to state four out of five years. We've been to state final four four out of five years and we won two state championships all in um, within the five years that I've been there. And last year's year was really, really special considering we played, a, we actually played a national schedule. We won 30 games um, playing against some of the best competition in the country. And, yep. um, and then we, we, we topped that off with the state championship. So last year was something special and that's, that's where we're at now, man. And that's the, that's the precedence that we set. That's, that's the grind that we're trying to do. And, uh, and every year, you know, that's our goal. Yeah, that's the good thing about these Memphis teams. You know, like you said, they're like Bartlett, y'all, Houston, Arlington, just to name a few, are playing a national schedule year in, year out to get the kids better, you know, for the postseason as well. Right. Because that's the time that you want to actually get better and be on a hot streak to win the gold ball in the long run. Because right. these tournaments like the Hoop Fest, the – Hotbed Classic down in New Albany, Mississippi. Uh, pretty much all around the Southeast, there's always a national exposure for Memphis basketball. Yeah. And Memphis basketball, you know, we don't get enough credit as it is playing these tougher teams. Like, for example, when Hamilton Heights came here and played these local teams as well, right. that's what gets your teams better, like we just talked about, you know, in the long run. Right. But like you talked about, Coach Davis, you know, you won two state championships. Last year was pretty special. You know, I know everybody wants an all Memphis final in the long run. You beat FACS in the state championship last right. year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the unique thing about that was you think about this, man. Um, not only did we did we do that, but all the teams that we played across the country, you know, that won state championships just tell you how special that year was. I mean, we played Bashan out of St. Louis, who won, you know, a state championship in Missouri. We played Blair Oak, who who won, <laughs> who was there, won a state championship. We played um, 
we played Wooddale, you know, and Wooddale before, I, I know without the pandemic, they would have won a state championship. I mean, they were, they were that good. Um, we played so many teams that just competed that, you know, Whitehaven was in the mix. Houston, we played Houston was in the mix. You know, being a Southern California guy, I played, um, I played ball and I'm from mm. Los Angeles. Um, and coming out, I didn't realize how strong Memphis basketball is. I personally, and I've seen basketball from, you know, West Coast, East Coast. I would put our basketball against anybody in the country, honestly. That's how our high school basketball, and, and it shows year in and year out. Like, Jonathan, you were saying some of the, some of the tournaments that you were talking about, you know, we're, not only are we competing, we're winning. When the Hoop Fest comes here, and you think about all the teams that come, you know, Briarcrest beating the IMG last year, us beating Vashon last year. You know, you start thinking about some of these schools that are some of the top programs in the country year in and year out. And not only are we competing with some of these high-profile programs, but we're beating them, you know. And, and so I put, I put Memphis basketball up against anybody. I really, really do. So we try to play a tough schedule like that, you know, in preparation to try to make a state championship run. Um, you know, our team this year, I feel like we'll, you know, we'll have a chance. We're super, we're super young, probably the youngest team I've had. As I've been a head coach now for 15 years, youngest team that I ever had. But I tell you what, they're talented, they play hard, um, they're super coachable. And if, as, as they're growing up a little bit, I think we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a chance. Like you said, um, you know, a good test was, I mean, I, Coach Real was a good friend of mine, and he was gracious enough. We were having the scheduling problems to – go ahead and set that game up, you know, last week. And, you know, it was kind of last minute. And I didn't think we would, you know, I didn't think we would uh, be able to, you know, kind of just see what, you know, what happens. They already played 12 games, you know, and this was our first coming in. But our young guys kind of competed, you know, and that's all you want, you know. And uh, and so I was – I'm proud of them. And, and right now we're sitting at one and one. I'm getting ready to go out. We'll play Ramsey out of Alabama who has a, t- a, a seven-foot top um, – Five star kids. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, we'll play. We'll play them right off the bat, and so we'll see, we'll really get a chance to see what we make made of tomorrow. <laughs> that's oh, I'll go fall. <laughs> oh. that's awesome, Coach. Uh, yes. look, let me ask you this: uh, after speaking with uh, with uh, Kevin Castro as well, it, it really sounds like to me that uh, Lausanne as a whole wants to play the upper echelon, the best of the best. Uh, in every sport, uh, speak a little bit about uh, what a what a honor it is to be at a place uh, that holds those type of standards and to be and and to be able to be the leader of that basketball program. Absolutely. Um, so when me me and Coach Castro, and that was honestly Coach Castro was a big reason why I decided to come um, come over to Lausanne. Um, if you think about this, you guys. Lausanne's high as a high school, we only have right around 300 kids. I mean, so when you're thinking about our numbers and we're playing against schools that have 12, 13, 1400 students, you know, um, that just shows you, um, you know, shows you the type of level that we really feel like the the program can be on. Um, And, but by us doing that, we have to share a lot of athletes, right? You have to have a lot of dual sport kids. You can't just go after and, get kids in that that are specialized i mean obviously mm-hmm. you're going to have years where we'll have some guys like musa Cisse and we'll have jonathan Dejeuner, bo montgomery 
who are basketball only kids and we get that and then he'll have some kids like you know Eric Gray um you know some of those guys that'll come in who will be football only kids and we we understand that but for the the meat of our team both of our teams are dual sport kids you know kids like Craig Cunningham who's his starting running back and he's a you know he's a point guard for us um you know, Langston Rogers, who was a basketball-only kid for me, um, he decided he would go out and play football for the very first time in his life, and he was starting at DB. You know, so we established a culture. Um, we established a culture there that we, where we just kind of come together. Um, we we talk about kids. We encourage kids to play multiple sports, and then we take all the guesswork out for those kids. So all the kids that we that we share. During the summertime, me and Coach Castro will sit down. We'll say, okay, during this camp, we'll need all the basketball kids. During this camp, we'll need all the football kids. And we kind of put a, put their schedule together. We have three strength and conditioning coaches who, um, you know, who come in and, you know, and just work with the kids on, you know, getting their bodies right and getting their bodies conditioned to be able to make a long run like that. And that's what it takes, you know, for us to be successful, you know. So that's what we're doing. And it's, it's more about the culture you know, of our athletic program than anything. And that's why, you know, both programs have been, been so successful. I mean, if you look at what our football team did going on that long run, winning 30-plus games and, you know, back-to-back state titles, and if you look at what we're doing on the basketball court, you know, it's kind of unheard of. Was uh, Eddie Buxton Jr., was he a two-sport athlete? Yeah, he is. He, he actually did. He, he, he played – he played football the other day. Uh, I mean, he played football a couple months ago, and then he came out. He's playing basketball for me right now. He had a really, really good game um, against Ma the other day. Really good game. Eddie's doing really well. I actually, uh, I'm, I coached Eddie in youth football in Bartlett, and then uh, I also worked, got a chance to coach with his dad on the sidelines. Uh, super great family. Uh, I'm echoing the same thing I said to Kevin. Uh, man, just absolutely love that family to death. Uh, yep. Eddie is an amazing young man. Very, very, very hard worker. Yeah, he did. I mean, he 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 definitely is. He's he's a you know he's a big part of our team. And one thing I love about him is he just comes in, does what needs to be done. Don't say a whole lot. You know, he's even right now he's playing a little undersized for us. You know, he's really a two. You know, like you know, mm-hmm. but right now he's playing three four for us just because he's gotten his body together. He's a little stronger now. And, um, and he can handle it, you know. So, yeah, yeah great kid, really good kid. Well, Aaron, do you have anything for him? Yeah, well, see, I was so he, um, so uh, Coach Davis, you pointed out like how a lot of your guys are multiple sports type players. So, how, how do do you feel like that is important for an athlete, like for your athletes to play multiple sports to like be? Because do you feel like there's any distraction or or do you think it just keeps them focused? Nah, you know what? I think that it all depends on the kid. Um, however, I do encourage it if, if it's something that they want to try. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was – I grew up we, I grew up playing everything, you know, so yeah. I'd be so hypocritical um, if I wasn't allowing, you know, tell, encouraging my guys to, you know, try new things. Obviously, you're going to have at some point, you're going to have to realize if you want to go on to the next level collegiately, you're going to have mm-hmm. to try to put, you know, your focus um, a little bit stronger in one in one sport than the other. However, yeah. you know, like in a situation like Eric Gray, 
Um, Aaron Gray was a three-year basketball player, but going into his senior year, we talked, and he was, and I meant, you know, I knew he was getting ready to go to UT, and I'm like, look, man, you, you go ahead, do your thing. You don't have to worry about it. He ended up enrolling early, and it was, you know, it was no problem. Uh, That's you awesome. Know, I, I was fortunate enough to play both sports in college. I graduated from University of Laverne, California, um, and I mean, I played football and basketball. I would, I mean, I would be. I would be hypocritical if I was just telling our kids, hey, man, I just want you to focus on basketball. No way. Yeah. I'm at every I'm at every football game. Um, I'm on the sideline. Coach Castro's at all of the basketball games. I think, it's, I think it is important. You know, I think it's important for these kids to have multiple opportunities. I really do. As long as they're passionate about it. Now, if, if, yeah. if your primary focus is basketball, then we're okay with that. You know, mm -hmm. there's no way that Coach Castro would let Musa go out there and run fades last year. You know, <laughs> so, um, we got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of coaches that, you know, they don't want their players to play other sports because they could get hurt and whatnot. Right. But I think, you know, if you truly care about the kid and, you know, you want to see him excel in all sports and you want to see him you know, exploit all their opportunities, like you said. Yeah, no, and, and then you, you have to think about it from these from these these lines too. Um, you know, these kids, it, their grades go up when they're playing sports. That's why even with this pandemic, it's so important for, for us to have these kids, you know, trying to actively do something. Their accountability is there. Um, you know, what are, what are they going to do now? If you're, if you're playing football all through the fall, and then come December, all of a sudden you're used to going to practice every day, get done at, you know, homework, and you're having your routine all the way down. Then we're going to say you're not going to do any of that until next fall. Like, I yeah. mean, that, that kind of defeats the purpose, you know, with the structure system and keeping everything in place. So, uh, it, and, and then at a small school like Lausanne, honestly, athletically, it will be hard for us to all to survive and be able to be accountable and play on the level that we want to play without putting, you know, having most of our athletes out there. And we get that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, it's, and it's worked for us. And we kind of setting the, the blueprint on how to do some things. You know? And it keeps the kids um, conditioned. It keeps, keeps right. them ready, like, year-round. And that's pretty much what you were saying, right? Like, um, do, do any of your players also do, like, track and field, you know, keep that, oh, yeah. you know, like, hurdling and jumping and running and all that stuff, right? Yeah, we do. Mike um, Rogers, the kid I was just talking about, he's a standout. He's a he's a he's a starter on the football field. He starts for us on the basketball court, but track is his track is his sport. I mean, so you know when you think about the kid AJ Dealworth, who's our best receiver. I mean, he's a stud of athlete. He runs track as well. Uh, Craig Cunningham runs track. You know, mm -hmm. so those kids bounce from one sport to the next, and it just kind of keeps them going in the middle of. And I don't know how they do it. You know, I but. In the middle of track season, they'll do track, but then they're also playing seven on seven and AAU basketball as well. I mean, Jeez. You know, so you start thinking about all the things that they're doing, man. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. But that's the unique thing about Lausanne because we structure our strength and conditioning program around all that, so they also get time to um, recuperate. And you know, you don't have they don't have to go to you know thirty six thousand different trainers, and we have all those things kind of built in for them. Um, right there, and we're able to watch their loads and give them time off when needed. Um, we structure our practices around around that. You know, like we don't practice 
basketball for three hours a day, you know, like some other. Yeah, you do, (laughs) Duncan. We'll go an hour and a half, honestly. We'll go an hour and a half, but everything is so structured and we bounce from one one to the next, one drill to the next. You know, we'll start we'll we'll start about four fifteen and we're done by six o'clock. So, Coach, let me ask you this, um, and, I, and I asked Coach Real from Bartlett this same exact question, just because this is just a question that just I'm really eager to get answers on. Uh, right. With with COVID-19 wrecking havoc, wreaking havoc like it has this year, uh, as a basketball coach of a top-tier program, um, are you looking for looking to 20 to next season and trying – to prepare for things that may happen or are you just focusing on today right now and when you get there you'll get there yeah i'm, I'm focusing on right now and only reason i'm saying that is because this thing is changing weekly <laughs> you know and so yeah. we know you know uh, i try to be as precautious take as many precautions as i can um you know honestly right now we're practicing we're still practicing in mass you know we're practicing in mass which means I can't run the heck out of my kids like we normally right. do. The thing about Lausanne, we get up and down, you know. Um, so we have to kind of change our, our structure a little bit. Um, and so I can't run them and we can't do as much as we used to. We're doing a lot of individual work now. Um, so they can kind of keep their masks on. But it's changing. It's changing weekly. My goal right now is to take it day by day and do everything I possibly can to try to keep these kids safe um, and keep them and continue to have them play. That's it. I want them to be able to play safely. And and so I'm not worried about next year. We, we've got invited, you know, people are already sending out different invites for us. Like I said, because we got a re- really talented young group. They know how good we'll be, you know, next year and the, and the year after. But um, I'm not focusing on that right now. I'm taking it day by day. You know, we, we it's crazy. We take their temperatures every time they come into practice. We're practicing in mass. I'm physically pumping soap in their hands. I mean, <laughs> and making them go wash their hands. So yeah. I mean, we're taking it. We're taking it serious. Um, and and we just focusing on the day. And honestly, if we want to try to you know win our sixth district championship, that's it. That, that's what we're gonna focus on. And if we do that, hopefully we'll have another run, um, run at a state championship, and then pray that we'll be able to get back in the spring. Because, you know, not having a spring this year kind of hurt us really bad with our young guys. So we'll pray that we'll have a spring, pray that we'll have a summer, and then we'll let next year take care of next year. Coach Davis, I've always called Division Two lately. I know Division Two, your class, and Division Two with Christian Rose and all of them, the SEC right. of college football and college basketball. Right. Uh, so can you talk about just the coaches and then the players in your district as well a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, when I was at – when I, and, and I just compare everything to when I was at Germantown um, versus – because, you know, everyone says AAA is the highest level of, you know, of basketball. And, you know, every night it's going to be a war. And it was true. I mean, God, our, our league then, when you think about it, we were playing against Ridgeway, Southwind, Houston, Carrieville, I mean, it was a war every night, you know, um, but you kind of knew what to expect, um, you know, with the coaches, you know, you knew what they, like, I, I knew that we're, every time we played West Henning at Ridgeway, we were going to have to work on our, on our zone defense. He was going to play that one, two, two matchup. 
we knew when we played Southwind, Paul was going to run and jump, and that's what he was going to do. The, the, the crazy thing about, you know, being in, in Division Two is every night is something different. You know, these coaches, man, and these players, they go out and they, you know, they, they watch film and they game plan and these kids know you inside and out. And it is, man, it is something new and something challenging at every game. And that's why, honestly, I think from top to bottom, if you look at what Briarcrest has done these past few years, if you look at what Lausanne has done these past few years, you look at what Christian Brothers has done these past few years and Brentwood Academies and everybody's in Division Two, it's a totally different monster. We can play with anybody now, you know, and, and, and I mean, and we've, we've proven that, you know. So I think that's the biggest difference um, is just – being, you know, the coaching and being prepared for everything, something completely different every every single night. Yeah, I think your division, you know, consists of, forgive me on this, but FACS, mm-hmm. Harding, mm-hmm. you guys, USGA, right. I think. Yeah, so. so who right else now, am I missing? So, I mean, across the statewide, you know, if you start thinking about our, our level, it's, it's, it's so many other, it's so many schools that, you know, it's approximately like when we win a state championship, it's approximately 60 schools. I mean, you got some you got some really strong traditional programs in our league. You're thinking about, you know, across the statewide teams like Knoxville Webb, you know, or traditional powerhouses. You're thinking about CPA, you know, with Drew Maddox out there who's, you know, loaded every year, do a, do a, do a really good job. You're thinking about um, Webb Feet with uh, the kid Keon, um, who's got Tennessee right now. I mean, in and then when you start thinking about just locally, you think about FACS, you think about ECS, you think about Harden Academy, you think about um, Rosemark. Rosemark. Um, you start thinking about USJ, you start thinking about us, um, St. George's traditionally. Um, North Point now, who's coming out really, really strong. You know, their girls program was, was always one of the best in the state. Now the girls coaches have taken over the boys program <laughs> And now the boys are rolling. I mean, so when you start thinking about, you know, and I, I and I can continue naming them all, but um, yeah, I mean, good pasture, you know, every year is, is really good, you know. So you start thinking about that, sixty about sixty schools across the state is tough. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right. A lot of people in the last couple of years have been complaining that Memphis does not have a state basketball tournament being in Memphis. Are you okay with it where it's at in Nashville and Allen Arena and Lipscomb in your division? I mean, yeah, obviously I would love for it to be in, in Memphis, right? I mean, you know, as, as, a, as a head coach of a Memphis team, and, you know, I think, I think it'll be – and knowing how big basketball is in Memphis, I think it'll be jam-packed. I think it'll be sold out. I think it'll be awesome, you know, but – at the same time, I understand why TWSAA is doing it the way they do it, uh, and it's only because Nashville is the is the dead middle of the state, and you could it'd be hard for some East Tennessee teams if they make it to be able to get all the way out here, um, and everywhere is directly in the middle. However, it does give the Nashville schools, you know, a, a little bit of an advantage, you know, um, because they'll be able to have bigger crowds if they make it. 
Um, so I under, but I understand why, because it's in the middle of the state. However, if I have my preference, heck yeah, I would love to have it at the FedEx Forum or, you know, or, you know, even at the, at the old arena. Um, you awesome. know, pyramid, <laughs> like that. I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be epic. I, I would love, love for it to happen. But like I said, I definitely understand why they're doing it the way they do it. Did you talk a little bit about your former players and Musa, how he's done so well at Memphis, and then like you talked about with Jonathan, yeah, and talk about where he's at, and then talk about any former players that are playing college ball right now. So, so Moose is doing his thing. Super proud of him. Um, you know, he got uh, freshman of the week in in the conference. Uh, he's playing. He's starting to play really, really well. I knew he would always be special defensively. He has feet, you know, for somebody the size of a guard. But his timing on blocking shots is, is, is something that that you can't coach, you know. Um, you know, people don't realize this, but he had 21 blocks in the game um, for us last year. It was it was just it was just something to see, you know. And he his his shot blocking ability is 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 like nothing I've ever seen before. But offensively, he's getting so much better, um, and he's doing his thing in Memphis. And I'm just super proud of him. Um, and his ceiling is still so high, man. I mean, he just scratched, starting to scratch, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and then Jonathan Dejanay, he's actually playing right now. Um, so, uh, and I, we were just kind of watching that. And he's actually, which which is great, he's in the rotation at Purdue for Wayne. Uh, you know, for so for him to come from when he first started playing, he was ranked 67th in his class. And when he left the state, and went, um, at the end of last year, he was top five in his class. And now he's gone on to college and he's actually playing, you know, as a true freshman. Uh, you know, it was just, it's so remarkable, man. Uh, um, he, he did, and so he's doing his thing also. Uh, Bo Montgomery is at Holy Cross. You know, we had three Division One guys last year. Bo's doing really, really well um, out there on the East Coast in Boston. He's playing, he's playing well, too. Um, his ceiling is, is through the roof too. His athleticism is is a is a power five type athleticism, explosiveness. That kid can you know jump out the gym. He's fast as lightning. He works his butt off. So um, those are the three from last year that are going on to play um, Division One right now. But some of the other kids that you know that you know that have come from us: Isaiah Stokes, Michael Manning. Right. You know Isaiah went on to Florida. Michael Manning went on to Wofford. Um, we have kids in the academy. James Babb went to um, Brown University. Uh, Jesse Nellums went to um, he went to the academy to the Merchant Marine Academy. Um, he played the other day on ESPN. Got a chance to watch him. Um, and so we start thinking about all those guys. That, and then with all our football guys that have gone gone everywhere. You know, Sky was one of our best players, state MVP. Um, and, you know, he went on to University of Memphis. Now he is uh, Richard Kenley, who played for us. He had, um, you know, at TC, uh, uh, Tennessee State. No, MTSU, yes. Right. So, uh, I mean, so you start thinking about all those guys. Eric, of course, Eric Gray played for us, but now he's playing football at Tennessee. Uh, you know, so all those guys have had the opportunity to go on, and they're doing they're doing their thing, man. I'm super, super proud of them. Super proud of them. Well, that's good. Yep. Uh, Coach, uh, when you talking about – well, first off, I have a question. We were talking about Musa running a fly route earlier. Could you just give us – I have a visual of that. 
is that is my visual pretty close i mean i just visualized just like seven steps and he's passed everybody and watched it open. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he was super fast. Like, you, you know, he, he was so fast, but it's so funny. One day, you know, because, I mean, we, we were getting prepared for season last year, so he was out there. We were on the track, and we were doing our jumps, and we were running and doing our thing. And, and then one of them were like, Musa, go, you know, run, and, and, and they throw him the ball, and, you know, because he loved football. You know, he and obviously – the reason why his feet were yeah. the way they were was because he was a soccer player first. See, Musa didn't start playing basketball until the eighth grade. You know, he played soccer his whole life. So that's why his feet oh, okay. were you know, as good as they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nah, man, he, you know, but like I said, Coach DeCastro would, would – I don't think he would have he would have let that happen, you know. But uh, but uh, that was that was fun, man. That's the last. Coach uh, – well, first off, uh, it's been a great pleasure to have you on the show today, uh, or this afternoon, I should say. Um, yep. Talk a little bit. This is this is my my last question for you for the interview. Uh, okay. Talk a little bit of, about um, your longevity at Lausanne and just goals that you, as the leader of that program, have set for the future. Oh man, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. You know. I've had some opportunities. I mean, Jonathan knows this. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 especially a couple years ago. I mean, once once we start rolling, you know, to try to go to the next level and play, um, and you know, coach maybe on collegiately or um, something like that. And, and honestly, right now, I don't know if I if, if I want to. Now, obviously, if the right if it's the right situation um, would, would come along, then maybe I would consider it. But you know, I'm. Man, I, I'm living the dream every day. You know, um, I, I honestly, I, I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about um, the, the, you know, the reason why I left Germantown, you know, leaving a top 25 team program that I had built. Um, I, I did that for my, for my family. You know, I did that for my, for my boys. Um, I got two kids. Um, and now, honestly, I'm having an opportunity to, to change lives every day at that place. And then my son now is, He's a freshman. Uh, he played varsity for us last year, Trey Davis, um, as an eighth grader. Um, he and it was funny because one game he can he can flat out shoot the ball. One game last year as an eighth grader, he came in, he had six threes and he led us in scoring. Um, you know, and so and so now having the opportunity to coach him, you know, it's nice. just uh, yeah, it, it, it's you know, and it, it, it's 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 a dream come true. Um, you know, and I and I'm, I share this story all the time. My biggest fear is for, you know, one of my one of my kids to be able to come back and say, "Well, Dad, you coached all these guys and you helped them get to the next level." And you know, and I didn't have an opportunity. I would have loved that. So, so right now, I'm just kind of humbly, you know, happy where I'm at for sure. I mean, I've had other high school opportunities to go on to, you know, to back on the public school side, and so I won't say the, the schools obviously, but they reached out, um, and right. I. I did, I decided not to. Um, I want to stay at Lausanne. Um, and then, you know, I have a seventh grader as well who's a big-time football player. I mean, he's super, super talented. He'll tell you right now, even though I'm the basketball coach. So, obviously, like Coach, coach LaCastro wants him, obviously. Uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, go ahead. He's been playing, <laughs> playing middle school. He's been playing, middle, he's been playing middle school football for Lausanne since the third grade. He, he played fifth and sixth grade as, as a third grader. 
And as a fourth grader, he was starting at linebacker, running back form. So, um, and then, you know, last year, obviously, they didn't play. But as a sixth grader, he played on a seventh and eighth grade team. And he's probably about six feet right now in seventh grade. He's great size kid, great kid. And he can, he can play. Hey, let me make a phone call to DR. Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, man, you know, uh, like I said, man, I'm loving, I'm loving where I'm at. Um, you know, they've given me the opportunity. I asked them, you know, when I came over to Los Angeles, I said, just if you allow me to kind of do it my way, I promise you, we won't be on the news for anything crazy because I'm just, you know, I got so much, you know, right. my, my my belief and my morals and none of that will happen. I said, but I promise we'll make we'll make it make it happen. And they trust me. They let me run my program. Uh, and and honestly, I'm I'm okay where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm happy. I'm going going to school with my kids every day. So, so with that being said, yeah. the the standard every year, no matter what. Like right now, we're starting two freshmen, two sophomores, and a junior. That's our starting lineup, and the expectation is wow. to win league, wow. win region, and go to state. That's I mean, and and that's the standard that is set every year. You know, so how you just asked 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 me what is the goal? Every every year, the goal is to win a state championship. Period. Now, if we come up a little bit short, I can deal with that. We're gonna put every ounce, right. every ounce that we can into pursuing that goal is to win a state championship every single year. Um, and and we're we're going after it this year. I know we're young, uh, but we're gonna go fight and we're gonna do whatever we can. Hopefully, my young boys by the time February gets here, they'll grow up and they won't be freshmen. They'll be sophomores in my mind at that point. And we're gonna go after right. it. The blueprint is laid. Yeah. Standard, the standard is laid, and the expectation is laid. So that's what we're going to do. Well, I know your teams have always played hard ever since I've known you. Um, I want to say that as well. Um, Wes brought this up to a previous coach that we had as well regarding middle school. You know, are you a fan of your middle school program running the same things as the high school players as well? Yes. Yes. My, my, my middle school, they do, especially from a defensive standpoint, um, because I mean we don't we don't really want to run offense if we if we don't have to any, anyway even on high school we 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 teach these guys about spacing the floor we talk about how to run in your lanes fill lanes how to read off coming off the screen we play positionless you know our hell Musa had to bring the ball up if he could last year you know because we want to work on that every day we don't just put put guys in a box but on, from a defensive standpoint our philosophy is going to be the same from our middle school all the way up to our high school. They know if, if, if you're, um, you know, we're going to play a pack line style, man to man, in your face, ball pressure style defense. And we work on that in, uh, on a middle school level, all, all up to our freshman level, up to our JV level, up to the varsity level. The language is going to be the same. So if a kid hears, you know, 13, they automatically know we're going to get in one, three, one, you know, they, they know that in middle school. So, so yeah, I, I believe in it. I believe that's the way you build a program, you build a culture. Um, and I mean, who knows? You know, 2016, 2017, you know, we had four season ending injuries, you know, and we were scrambling and we had to move up JV guys and they knew they knew what to do, you know, because and so knock on wood, you know, that never happens again because uh, but we were able to still we're we're able to win state championship that year. You know, even with that being said, moving up JV guys, we only had ten guys on our roster in the state tournament, and we ended up winning it. Uh, 
because, you know, it was just a culture, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a positive culture. We want these guys to be able to perform at the highest level as possible and, uh, and you know, and go from there. So, yeah, that was a great question. But I do believe in my, our middle school 100% um, doing the same thing as our bars. Well, Coach Davis, I know you got to – I just feel like uh, it, it just week. makes everything – oh, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, that's all the questions I got. I was got, just saying, so, I feel like yeah. it just makes everything so much easier for your program uh, from the middle school to the high school level. And like you said, if someone does get injured, then that next person can just step right in. They already know the verbiage. They already know the plays. There's yeah. no taking time to stop and teach them anything when they can just step right in and continue – uh, you know, flow is normal, yes, but uh, that's what coach, we do, man. Yeah, coach, yeah, no, no, uh, coach. Uh, also, go ahead. No, I'm done. Oh, okay. it was a long pause, uh, but just wanted to say, uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, thank you very, very much for being on the show with us today. Uh, we at the four star sports show, uh, we want to get as many high school coaches uh, as we can. Uh, we really are real big on supporting the kids, getting eyes on these young men uh, who are not only busting their butt on the gridiron and on the basketball court, but also in the classroom. Uh, and of course, being a student athlete is not easy to do, especially in the year 2020. Um, as a husband of a wife, or my wife or is a teacher. Um, as a husband of that, trust me, I see it on a daily basis. They're, it's a real, real, real fight uh, to make sure these kids are taken care of uh, on their school for sure. But uh, Coach Marvis Davis, thank you very much for being on the show with us today. Oh, man, no problem. I enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to, like I said, you guys know how to get in contact with me. If you guys want to talk, you know, as the season goes on, you know, just uh, just let me know and we'll get on for sure. Hey, good luck in Alabama tomorrow. I appreciate it. Take care. Bring some victories home. Thanks, you know, coach. we're going to try for sure. We're going to try to bring it on in. Yep. Thanks, Coach. All right, buddy.